0: Lifetime, keeping you informed and inspired.
1: We love God. We ought to be able to talk about him. Getting you started on your day.
0: With the latest in breaking news
1: and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's
2: serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time.
1: And good morning to you. Today is Monday, April 17th, 2023. It is the Feast of St. Stephen Herding who was an English noble who consecrated himself to the monastic life in the Abbey of Sherbone. He later joined the Abbey of Morsmé in France under the direction of St. Robert and Blessed Alberic. But when the monastery declined, they left with St. Stephen and 18 other monks to establish a new abbey in Chateau, known as the Cistercians. St. Stephen became the abbot and wrote the statutes of the monastery, which were approved by Pope Pasque II. He fought to maintain strict observance and prayed for the novices, and eventually St. Bernard and his companions arrived, leading to the establishment of the Abbey of Clairvaux. St. Stephen died in 1134, known for his humility and dedication to the monastic life. St. Stephen Herding, pray for us, and good morning to you. It's a happy Monday. We have accomplished, we have finished the Easter octave. The Easter octave is over, but don't worry because we're still in the Easter season. The Easter season will last all the way until uh, Pentecost. So we're going to be celebrating until then. It'll be a great time. Uh, good morning to you, Tito Edwards.
3: Good morning, Adrian. It is a beautiful Monday. It's tide. Yeah, I know everybody says it's Monday. I'm so happy to be here to help evangelize the world. And I think uh, you drove in with some good news this morning, I believe, Adrian. I did, I did. Uh my one of my best friend got
1: married this weekend. Very exciting news. He was uh it was a long weekend, let me tell you. The we went I had rehearsal dinner on Friday, so uh, after work, went and took care of that and we were out so late and then I, I get up at like two thirty in the morning, right? we were out I didn't get home because we were out uh at about an hour away from my house. Oof. And so at 1 a.m. is when I left, and I left early. <laughs> Everyone else stayed, and I got home at 2, and I was like, I've been awake for 23 and a half hours. This is ridiculous. And, uh, but it was a good time. It was very good. And then on Saturday, we had a, a long day. We had a tea ceremony for because they're uh, Vietnamese. My, my friend is Vietnamese, Sean and Tiffany Pham now. And uh, they had a beautiful tea ceremony. I've never been to one before. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of epic. Um, it was very beautiful, very uh, honoring the, the mother-in-law and the father-in-laws. And it was a very, very nice in that way as well. And then we, uh, we went to mass and they they got married. That yeah, was very beautiful they had uh the we, as that holy rosary in houston very beautiful place to get married at yes it is and uh then afterwards we had a uh, party for the, the actual wedding reception and oh my goodness that wedding reception mind-blowing like my, my jaw just dropped onto the ground i was looking around i'm just like oh my goodness it's like walking into like i don't even know what to compare it to an enchanted wonderland so beautiful Amazing. Maybe uh, during the after show, I'll tell you guys more about it, and uh, maybe I can uh, send some pictures from the event to uh, to Tito, and he can show you guys on the on the live stream. So if you're watching, if you're listening on the radio, then you won't be able to see that. But if uh, you want to join us at 30 past the next hour, we're going to go into our after show. And maybe I'll show you some pictures of it. is a pretty amazing event. So I'm very excited for my for my buddy Sean and his new wife Tiffany. So very, very blessed situation there. And the so anyway, my voice is absolutely shot because, you know, I'm not really one for loud music or partying. Like it's just not my personality. And it was so loud inside of the venue that to talk at a normal level, you're just like screaming. And I didn't realize how loud I was, like how loud it was until I walk out and it's just like deafeningly quiet and then my voice started hurting. I was like, I was just, I just realized I was yelling <laughs> the entire time I was in there to talk to anybody. And uh, so now my voice is just absolutely shot. So you all are going to have to deal with uh, my raspy voice for today. I, I appreciate y'all uh, taking care of that. But at 15 past the hour, we're going to be discussing the most popular kids show in the world supports transgender ideology. And uh, we're going to be talking about that. Maybe I'm going to guess that you have not even heard of this kid's channel, this kid's show. At 30 past the hour, Joe Poyman will be on back with us to talk about an update on the abortion pill story. That's a very concerning situation. And then in the next hour, I'm going to talk to you about Quasimodo. Maybe you've heard that name before. Uh, Maybe you've heard it in the context of the hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm going to talk about Quasimodo, the very interesting liturgical history very interesting. You'll be want to tune in at seven o'clock hour central time to talk about that situation. And then, of course, we have our game show, Fear and Trembling. All this is coming up and more on Catholic Drive Time today. So make sure you tune in for the entirety of the show and stay with us. But let's begin in prayer, as is our custom. We're going to pray, of course. I'm going to be praying for my buddy Sean and his new wife, Tiffany, that they have a blessed. Family and a blessed uh, many, many kids. I'm looking very forward to meeting their future children. So, prayers for them and their new family that they may live to see their children, and their children's children, unto the fourth and fifth generations. We're praying for that intention. And i be praying for whatever it is that you have on your hearts, everything that you are wanting me to pray for. I'll be praying for that, and you'll be joining us. Uh, pray for our friends, our family, our benefactors, all those that we promise to pray for. Let's begin in prayer. During the month of April, to the Holy Ghost, we'll pray the Vini Sancti Spiritus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Oremus, O God, who taught the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Ghost, grant that by the same Spirit we may be always truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now your Headline News with Tito Edwards.
3: Good morning. You are listening to the Catholic Drive Time Show. Keeping you informed and inspired today is Monday, April 17th, and these are your headlines. Catholic News Agency reports 42 years ago, a family of three from Massachusetts packed their bags and headed to Poland seeking a miracle. Bob and Maureen Diggin, along with their 8-year-old son Bobby, was born with a seizure disorder. Arrived at Sister Fosnick Kowalski's tomb at the Shrine of Divine Mercy near Krakow on March 23, 1981. What happened then was a miracle. Their son Bobby experienced a partial healing. His seizures stopped, allowing him to live a much more active life until his death at the age of 18. Catholicculture.org reports a Virginia senator defends the FBI investigation, compares traditional Catholics to radical Muslims. Senator Tim, Mc- Tim Kaine, the Democrat from Virginia, a Catholic who was Senator Hillary Clinton's running mate in the 2016 presidential election, defended an FBI investigation into, quote, radical traditionalists and, quote, Catholics that was brought to light by a leaked memo. Catholic News Agency reports Pope Francis defends St. John Paul II against offensive conjectures from the brother of a missing Vatican girl. Speaking to the public on Divine Mercy Sunday, a day established by Pope John Paul II in 2000, Pope Francis called the insinuation, quote, unfounded and offensive, end quote. And finally, Breitbart News reports for a fourth night in a row, the Chicago Police Department was forced to call for reinforcements downtown as large number of teens gathered and engaged in rioting, violence, and even a Saturday night shooting. The carousing began Wednesday night, only days after the DNC chose Chicago for the site of its 2024 National Presidential Convention, despite the fact that the city suffers one of the nation's highest murder rates. Those were your headlines this morning. May God bless you all.
1: The gospel of the day comes from John chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. There was a man called Nicodemus, a Pharisee and one of the rulers of the Jews, who came to see Jesus by night. Master, he said to him, we know that thou hast come from God to teach us. No one, unless God were with him, could do the miracles which thou doest. Jesus answered him, Believe me when I tell thee this, a man cannot see the kingdom of God without being born anew. Why Nicodemus asked him, how is it possible that a man should be born when he is already old? Can he enter into a second time into his mother's womb and so come to birth? Jesus answered, believe me, no man can enter into the kingdom of God unless birth comes to him from water and from the Holy Spirit. What is born by natural birth is a thing of nature. What is born by spiritual birth is a thing of spirit. Do not be surprised, then, at my telling thee, you must be born anew. The mind breathes, the wind breathes where it will, and thou canst hear the sound of it, but knowest nothing of the way it came or the way it goes. So it is when a man is born by the breath of the Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Cornelius Lapide had a lot to say here. I'm going to focus only on his comments on baptism because that's the focus of the passage here. And he actually uses Calvin as his uh, punching bag here to try to say, try to talk about baptism. Cornelius Lapide here says, Jesus answered and Calvin in order to detract from the effect of justification of baptism and therefore from the necessity of baptism. For he maintains that the children of believers are justified in the womb simply because they are the children of believers. He denies that baptism is here spoken of. He says that by water, not water to be understood, but the Holy Ghost, who through faith cleanses like water those who believe in Christ. He explains, talking about Calvin, unless anyone be born again of water, and that is of the Holy Ghost. Thus, he says, it is similarly spoken, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This is very interesting because Cornelius Lapide sets up Calvin's position, and then he's going to knock him down. So then Cornelius Lapide responds to Calvin's position by saying, For in the first place, why does Christ here make mention of water, if not men but only fishes are born again of water? Why did he not say briefly and simply to Nicodemus, who is ignorant of Christian doctrines, whom here he catechizes and instructs like a child, except anyone be born again of the Holy Ghost? Well, because in a similar way, St. Paul alluded to this conversation in Titus three five He calls baptism the lover of regeneration. There in this spiritual birth, we are born again of water and are made sons of God who before were children of the devil and wrath. Ephesians two three. If it be lawful with Calvin to rest this passage, when we may do the same with every other passage, so pervert the whole of Scripture. No commandment will survive, not even the institution of baptism itself. He's saying here that Calvin is wrestling with this passage and contorts it to his own devices. And if you do that with this, and literally you can destroy any doctrine you want, he says Calvin and his followers cannot possibly prove against the Anabaptists that infants who are devoid of the exercise of reason and faith ought to be baptized from any other passage of Holy Scripture but this. Therefore, since they do not allow of tradition, they must needs prove infant baptism. ...from this passage unless they are willing to confess themselves vanquished by the Anabaptist. Now they're talking about some of the inter-Protestant uh, debates that were happening even in the 1600s. Now here he's talking here, he says, "...all the fathers and all the Orthodox interpreters explain the passage in the same way as the Council of Trent in Session 7." And he says here, "...nor are the words in St. Matthew, "...he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire." any contradiction for their real fire is to be understood as here. True water for there. The day of Pentecost was referred to when the Holy ghost came down upon the apostles in the likeness of tongues of fire. Very appropriately. Moreover was water ordained by Christ in baptism for the spiritual regeneration because water excellently represents inward regeneration for out of water. The beginning of the world where the whole heavens and all other things born and produced. Two, because moisture, such as it is in water, is a chief agent in the production of offspring, as psychiatrists teach. Again, because justification is a cleansing of the soul from the filth of sin, it is well figured by water. As St. Chrysostom says, he says, "...like as it were in a tomb, our heads are submerged beneath the water, our old man being buried is hidden beneath the water." And then the new man ariseth in its stead. Lastly, the commonness and abundance of water makes it to be a convenient matter for the necessity of the sacrament, for it is everywhere easily procured. So he's talking here about why it is the most fitting thing that we have water as the instrument of baptism. So this is a very interesting thing. He goes on and he just goes point by point dismantling the Protestant position on baptism and explains how yes we must baptize our children we must use water this has to be done in the way that our lord has set up for us it is the only option because our lord commanded it and therefore we do as the lord commands when we come back we're going to talk about a concerning children's show that you probably haven't heard of
4: hey donnie what two important things do we receive when we go to mass
2: scripture and the eucharist
4: great job you're so smart As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on.
0: Hello, This is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. In your view, was the Virgin Mary simply an obedient woman who willingly gave biological and maternal matter to Jesus and therefore has been given undue adoration? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. The Virgin Mary is in the first book of the Bible, the last book of the Bible, all through the Gospels and close to 15 other typologies throughout Scripture. Secondly, the Ark of the Covenant. It was the most revered object in the history of the children of Israel. That ark carried the presence of God. Well, goodness, the Virgin Mary did not just carry the presence of God. She carried God himself. Thirdly, something to think on. If God is a father, he is. And we are known as his children. We are. And the body of Christ are called brothers and sisters. They are. Wouldn't God provide a mother for his church? He did. So here's an idea. Ask a wartime veteran whose soldiers cry out for in a moment of fear. That's right, their mother. Mother Mary, pray for us.
1: and welcome back to the Catholic drive time show this is your host Adrian Fonseca you'll have to forgive me my voice is just utterly destroyed i went to a uh, wedding this last weekend and i got to say i love weddings at the same time it's so loud i'm an old man and i uh, don't not a huge fan of loud noises and i am just like shouting to just talk to the person next to me at the at the wedding so here we are. My voice is utterly and completely destroyed. So, my apologies for that, but nonetheless, Christ is risen. Truly, he is risen. Oof. The trumpet, sad trumpets for a resurrection.
3: No, <laughs> sad trumpet for your old old man comment. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> well, praise be to God. It is uh, the Easter season, so Christ is risen. Truly, he is risen. Indeed. Uh, Alleluia, Alleluia. So, we're talking about... This show that you may have not heard of. Have you heard of the show Mr. Beast? It's a YouTube channel that has 146 million subscribers. 146 million subscribers. Each one of their videos gets well over a hundred million views. Their most popular video that they have ever received has 405 million views. Have you ever heard of him? I'm going to guess you haven't. There's many, many people who are adults who have never heard of Mr. Beast. Now, this is very concerning because I guarantee you that your kids know who Mr. Beast is. I am 100% certain that if you have kids and they have access to the Internet and or they go to school, whether it be private or public, that they know who Mr. Beast is. Now, Mr. Beast is not really that problematic normally. most of his videos, because I've seen a number of his videos, and they are very they're just kind of childish, nothing nothing too scandalous, not a huge deal, but they have some kind of silly premises like, "Oh, I crush a Lamborghini, and they he buys a Lamborghini and he puts it in a hydraulic press and crushes it, or he goes adults versus kids," and they have a hundred kids and a hundred adults and they they compete in, 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 uh, in like tug of war and things like that and things like this. So they have uh, all sorts of these like little silly kind of um, videos that are It's generally innocuous, not, not too bad, nothing, nothing scandalous, uh, very family friendly. That's kind of the idea there. Now, the big thing that's rather that got kind of concerning, though, is that one of his original partners from the very, very beginning, back when he had zero subscribers, he was making videos out of his out of his room, and his name is Chris Tyson. just I came out as identifying as transgender. Now, this is very concerning because this has been happening in front of the eyes of all of these children because he 's been doing this for several months, and many people started noticing, for instance, I noticed. How he would start wearing uh, like nail polish on his nails, and now I was never a subscriber of Mr. Beast, which I was like, darn, I should have been. So that way I could have unsubscribed. But now uh, the the problem though is, I would watch it every now and then because it would pop up in your feed, and it's like there. He, I'm I'm saying he is the king of clickbaity titles and uh, and great thumbnails, and so you just click on them, you watch these videos. And they're rather interesting, nothing too exciting. But I just started noticing that one of the guys there, who was there for a very long time, was starting to look a little weird. Uh, as we started going on, the guy started just looking more strange. Because the guy was a very normal man. In fact, he had a wife and a, and a kid. And he would talk about his wife and kid in the videos. And then all of a sudden, he just starts becoming weirder and weirder. And I'm like, why is this guy... Acting like this. And then he comes out as transgender and he becomes completely, completely uh, part of the trans movement. And it becomes very, very concerning because now this is being exposed to your children. So I highly recommend making sure your kids are not subscribed to Mr. Beast because at first I was thinking, okay, how is he going to react? Because he's kind of marketed himself as this family friendly brand. He's trying to take that market share. And I completely understand why he would want that market share. And yet here we are. Whenever this came out, many people were like, oh, how is he going to react? What's it going to do? And Mr. Beast has come out. And I forget what his actual name is, but he just goes by Mr. Beast. And he comes out and he starts defending the position and says, oh, these transphobes are really starting to make me mad. And he comes out in support of the transgender ideology. Now, this message leaked. And it's kind of interesting because it's, the question is, is this a real leak or is somebody trolling? We don't actually know if this is confirmed to be a private chat with Mr. Beast. But allegedly, one of his employees leaked a, um, a Slack message that was being messaged between them. Said the other employees saying, we have to, as a organization, come out and support Chris in his transition. And otherwise, this will be the death of the company. And it made it sound like that this guy is a uh, is trying to doesn't actually support this transgender ideology. Instead, it seems like he was trying to trying to save himself from being attacked by the by the LGBT mob because they're well known to cancel people for this. But like what we did with Bud Light, I mean, you should have all your kids. Uh, unsubscribe and block Mr. Beast's channel because he has to realize that this is evil and wicked and that his support of this is bad, especially since this has caused him to abandon his wife and kids. He's now uh, divorcing his wife. His wife and him are getting a divorce. And his son, they're having joint custody of their son. And he's saying that he is doing this for his son. Because, And I'm saying, how, how on earth does, your, does the losing of your father... ...ever help your your son. now? Exactly. That's ridiculous. Now, obviously, this is... Uh, he's not losing his father because his father is still his father. But for his father to now put a dress on and start taking hormones and try to change himself is very concerning. Especially since you know, many people have commented on this that the in the beginning of the channel with Mr. Beast... They would actually made fun of transgender ideology. Uh, Chris himself, Chris Tyson, the guy who's become trans, made a video with Mr. Beast where he uh, dresses, he puts on fake propellers on his arms and pretends that he identifies as an Apache helicopter. And that's actually one of the originators, the one who made it popular to make a joke. It's like, oh, yeah, I identify as an Apache helicopter. And, uh, and so... It's kind of amusing that he's the one who originated these uh, jokes about transgender ideology. And now they come out full support. And this guy comes out saying that he is a transgender individual. Now, the most concerning thing here is that he tweeted out. He said, quote, I did also hate seeing the hate for me turn into just general transphobia. So I'm trying to make it known. Make fun of me all you want, but mess with the trans homies and well. And he posted a gun emoji. Now, this is concerning because what have we seen? We've seen people who are part of the trans community shoot up schools recently. We're seeing more and more violence around the transgender ideology. In fact, Lifesite News just put an article who kind of documenting all the different transgender ideology violence that have been happening over the past few months where they attack people, where they break people's arms, where they steal people's stuff. All these kind of different things from these transgender ideologues. And now the guy who's associated with Mr. Beast is supposed to be a family-friendly channel is now calling for violence against people who are against transgenderism and they're calling them transphobes. And then Mr. Beast himself is calling them transphobes as well. Very, very concerning story. So what's the solution? Well, number one, Make sure your kids are not subscribed to this channel because, one, apparently this ideology is going to be front and center in their videos going forward. They're not going to be – he's not going to be distancing himself from this man. So your kids will now be exposed to this individual who's a man uh, putting on a dress and acting like a woman uh, in all of his videos. So if you don't want to see that, you don't want your kids to see that, make sure your kids are not subscribed to this guy and make sure you don't buy his products. He has tons of things, very, very popular make sure you don't associate with it and it's very concerning and the one other thing that's very interesting to note how is it that you've never heard of mr beast he has 146 million subscribers how on earth have you never heard of him it's there's this weird thing whereas you know when when i was a kid we watched tv on the tv in my my in the living room my parents saw everything we watched. And in my parents' generation, there was not that many channels, so everybody watched the same kind of things. There was a shared culture where you kind of, even if this stuff wasn't good, like Seinfeld, things like that, very inappropriate, but you knew each other, everybody knew what each other was watching. Everybody could talk about it. Now you have these, these groups that are more popular than anything ever was in the past, and you can see real time how many viewers they have, and yet... There's an entire different culture that is just hidden from the world, from, your, from the kids, from the parents. And that's very, very concerning. So what else is your kids being exposed to that has millions of people watching that you're unaware of? And this is a call to say if you have your kids have social media or access to internet, if you are not highly monitoring it, and honestly you should just destroy it and not let them have it, but if you must let them have it, you need to be highly, highly monitoring these things that your kids are watching. Now, in the last minute of the way that we have here before we go to a break, I wanted to mention I, we don't have any uh, any new information about this just yet, but I needed to mention this uh, breaking from Saturday, so not breaking anymore. Uh, four dead confirmed, multiple injured in mass shooting in Dadeville, Alabama, approximately eleven forty five p.m. on Saturday, April fifteenth special agents with the Alabama law enforcement agency and launched a death investigation at the request of the police officers at the police department there. At least four people were killed and several injured in a small town shooting in the U S state of Alabama. Police said Sunday, as multiple reports said the victims were celebrating a teen birthday party. Now, I don't think we know a lot of information about it yet. I was trying to find more information this morning. I couldn't find any more information, um, but I did want to make sure that y'all were aware of that story. Uh, So we'll definitely be offering prayers for these uh, people who were killed in this situation. And I'm going to refrain from giving any comments on what's happening until we know more about it, because right now we don't know anything about it. And so I will hold off on there, but we'll definitely say a prayer. In fact, let's say a prayer for them right now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we pray for those people who died in the situation and we will definitely keep you up to date on that story going forward. But that's the stories uh, today. There's so many other stories like this. When Elon Musk says government access to Twitter blew his mind, that you know that? Uh, so maybe we'll be able to get around to talking about that conversation. And uh, <laughs> Father Thomas Reese is, comes out again with more, more her- heresy that he puts out there. Uh, this time saying that Pope Benedict agrees with this heresy. So maybe we'll cover that story tomorrow as well. Uh, but a lot of stories, very, very good, concerning. You you go to the weekend and you come back and, and the whole world just blows up. It's, it's, it's uh, the fun thing about the weekend, right? You try to stay away from the news and, and then all of a sudden everything goes crazy. But the weekend is a good time to try to avoid all that. Avoid the chaos and recognize that at least for one day on Holy Sunday... On that day set aside for worship, that day, forget about all that. Instead, focus on God, and we will get through it together. We'll be right back with more after this.
0: Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question if you're a non-Catholic friend. What does it take to constitute an actual church? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, a gathering of Christians is not automatically a church. Although Matthew 18 says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in their midst, that is not a text to be interpreted as a premise for a church. That's a requirement to legitimize an accusation. Secondly, Catholic teaching. Christ established and sustains the church as both a mystical community and a visible organization with hierarchy and jurisdiction. And thirdly, my take. Eventually, you have to decide what one item is absolutely essential for our Lord to say, That's my church. So is it a church if there's simply a common belief in the Bible? Or perhaps just a doctrinal agreement? Is it compliance to the Apostles' Creed? Could it be the stamp of approval from a denomination? Maybe an ordained pastor makes it officially a church. So, you know that place you've been attending every Sunday morning at 10 a.m.? Maybe it's not even a church. Maybe it's just a good, healthy hangout. Ooh,
5: I've been listening to Guadalupe Radio for a couple years now, and I think it was a bumper sticker I saw on somebody's car one time, and it's a radio station that I don't have to be concerned about or worried about. When the kids and I are driving, I don't have to worry about inappropriate items. It's just the opposite. It's educational. I've learned so many different topics and on different subjects that I couldn't believe being a Catholic and being baptized as a child. There's so many things I didn't know, and now in these past
3: couple years that I've been listening in, I've learned so much welcome back to the catholic drive time show today is monday april 17th in the year of our lord 2023 and these are your headlines for this morning the pillar reports cardinal Supic is planning to restrict the exposition of the eucharist during a national eucharistic pilgrimage that will traverse the chicago region next year ahead of the eucharistic congress scheduled for next july Basically, Cardinal Cupich will not allow to process with the Eucharist exposed in a monstrance, as a pilgrimage will do in other areas of the country. Bloomberg reports the largest Catholic university in America faces a $56 million budget gap. DePaul University has almost 21,000 students, and to narrow the growing gap between revenue and expenses... They are starting to cut its budget. It is offering a voluntary separation program to about 15% of the school's 1,400 full-time staff and administration. Catholic News Agency reports Pope Francis asked people to pray for Sudan on Sunday, that the country's rival military factions might lay down their weapons and pursue peace. Fighting intensified in Sudan's capital of Khartoum and in other cities April 16th after skirmishes broke out. Saturday morning between the Sudan Army and the rival Rapid Support Forces paramilitary group. The clashes have erupted after almost a year and a half of military rule. And finally, Breitbart News reports House Speaker Kevin McCarthy vowed to get answers on the Pentagon links that have embarrassed the Biden administration and called into question if it can secure classified information. The Biden administration has failed to secure classified information, Through our committees, Congress will get answers as to why they were asleep at the switch, he tweeted Friday. I'm Tito Edwards, and these are the headlines through a Catholic lens.
1: Thank you, Tito, for keeping us up to date. Uh, Joining us right now is Joe Poyman. We're discussing the topic of the abortion pill, uh, which is very concerning. We were talking about this back in, I think, March it's the last time we had we were talking having this conversation, and you know it was very really interesting to me. I, I the reason why I was like you know what let's let's talk about this again, because I was at my my dad's day as a fireman, and I was at the at the station the other day hanging out with my dad, and it came on the news, and I was like oh yeah, this is happening, and they're like oh yeah the the this goes to the Supreme Court, and obviously there was uh, what was on the TV was uh, not anything uh worth watching and so they were like oh this is terrible this is going to the supreme court this should not be happening and i was like oh yeah what was what going on with that now uh, so joining us right now mr appointment good morning to you good morning gentlemen good morning uh, tell me what is going on with the abortion drug uh we were talking about it getting uh banned here in texas now to the supreme court uh what's the uh, latest on this story well, first of all, you you probably know there's there's two
6: types of abortions. There's the <clears throat> surgical abortion that's been around forever, and for the last 20 years, there's a method of abortion using chemical drugs that's been approved by the FDA for about 23 years. That main drug is called mifepristone. Mifepristone, a lot of us know it as RU 486 from a few years ago. Um, last November, four Pro-life medical organizations got together, and they call themselves the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine. And they sued the FDA because they claimed that the the drug, when it was approved in two thousand, was wrongfully approved. They neglected a lot of data that showed it was not safe, and um, that that was uh, that lawsuit was filed by the um, Alliance Defending Freedom, an organization in in, um, in Phoenix, an excellent organization um, that. The, that was filed in, in a federal court in Amarillo, and uh, last Friday, I'm sorry, a week ago Friday, on Good Friday, the federal judge, Cosmeric is his name, Judge Cosmeric, he ruled that the FDA did indeed wrongfully approve it, and he ordered them to revoke that approval, but gave seven days before his order went into effect. Okay, then a lot happened. Then last week, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals on a uh, received an appeal by the Biden Harris administration, which is committed to make abortion legal as much as possible, ruled that in a very preliminary fashion judge cossmerick um maybe overstepped his grounds a little bit he they they were willing to um, uh, put the law the pill pill back into uh, into circulation. But they required certain requirements that the FDA had had relaxed in 2016. That got appealed by the Biden-Harris administration to the Supreme Court, which is going to hear the whole thing on Wednesday.
1: Uh, So the question of the drug, though, is like so we have the thing that's obvious here. The obvious thing is that it's wrong because it's murdering human life. And so that's very obvious. I think everyone who is a a faithful Christian or a reasonable person will agree with us on that position. But then what about its effects? And this is really the question for most people is saying, okay, well, this is a dangerous drug for women Uh, not just the murder of the baby, but also the the women who are taking it. This can cause many problems for them as well. Uh, What's the situation there? Okay, this is taking the life of the unborn child, and that's clear.
6: But the all of this litigation is not about the unborn child; it's all about the women and the safety of women, and actually, to the a risk to their to their health and even to their very lives. And let me explain why. Um, this pill is, uh, when it was originally approved in the year two thousand twenty three years ago, by uh, the FDA, it required that only. Doctors who registered in a certain way could receive it. It could not be given by a pharmacist. Um, The doctor had to be present when the drug was administered. Then there was a second drug that has to be administered. Um, He he or she had to do that in person also. And then there had to be a follow-up visit to make sure that the abortion is complete. There's no uh, complications. There's no infection and so forth. So um, what can happen? Well, if the doctor is not present, and this is what the Biden-Harris administration wants, this is what the abortion industry wants. They want these these abortion drugs, chemical abortion drugs, to be sent through the mail to a woman in her own home and completely unsupervised by a physician, never examined by a physician, and and uh, certain complications can result. One in 50, 2% of all pregnancies, Adrian, are ectopic. That means the unborn child is developing not in the womb, but in outside the womb, like the fallopian tube, or sometimes in her abdomen, um, outside the uterus. And if that happens, her life is in danger. She can't diagnose that on her own. All she will know is she has pain and bleeding, and that's what this drug also does. Another comp I mean, that is a very, very serious complication. It can reduce death, and that woman should be diagnosed before she's given the drug she should be diagnosed by a doctor and immediately sent to an emergency room where she can get, get treatment. Um, also, um, she may not know how far along she is. If it's given too late, the abortion will be incomplete. She, all of the baby may not come out. She's at risk of infection. Um, the, uh, she's at risk of, of future fertility because, um, of incapacities between her and the unborn child, and it may uh, may cause her to be sterile for subsequent pregnancies. All these things need to be addressed by a physician in person, and that's what the Biden-Harris administration is opposing. That's what the abortion industry is opposing. So we're really talking about protecting the life, the very lives of women who are taking this drug all by themselves in their own home. I mean, it's just ghastly.
1: Yeah, that's horrific. So you mentioned the... Possibility of the infection and giving partial—I don't, don't want to say—don't even want to say—birth, partial uh, expulsion of the the baby. Um, what happens to the baby with this drug? Is it—I'm like—I'm trying to imagine what exactly is happening in the womb when they take this drug. If it's—if it's causing partial expulsion of the deceased baby. How, what do you yeah, know it, what happens there it's it's pretty ghastly um and it's taking the life of a human being the
6: this first drug mifepristone is used to cause the baby to die that usually happens within one or two days of the woman taking these pills and then after the baby dies about 24 to 48 hours later she takes another pill called um mifepristol and that pill um causes her uterus just kind of violently contract and it expels the baby, the placenta and so forth. Now, this is really, uh, really uh, abhorrent to think about, but a lot of times this baby comes out and she can see the baby. I mean, this is in her own home. She's not been warned of this. It's just ghastly. Um, and if the ba- all the parts of the baby don't come out, um, she is at risk of infection and she may not know what's going on. All of this to say that doctors, sh- you know, these should not be going on. It's taking the life of a human life, of that human being, the unborn child. But in some states, it is it is legal to have abortions. Now, there's 14 states where babies are completely protected from surgical abortions, from chemical abortions. But in much of the rest of the country, this, this is being used, and women's lives should not be put at undue risk. Um, their mm-hmm. health should not be put at risk. Uh, This is not the
1: way um, medicine should be practiced in the United States. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, We're going to go to a a break in just a moment. And when we come back, I want to go back to the question of the Supreme court and what are the potential ramifications of this? Uh, Is this going to be a net positive? What do we foresee the Supreme court as responding to this, uh, to this case? I'd be very curious as your thoughts there. And also one thing, that I was very concerned about when I found out about this because, I I mean, I knew this was happening, but I just never gave it too much thought until March was that these babies are being, a lot of the time they're being flushed on the toilet. And what does that mean for our drinking water? I was thinking about that. Then I was like, oh my goodness, that's going into our waterway plants and they're getting uh, filtered. And is that... Are we drinking that? And maybe uh, maybe Mr. Poyman doesn't know the answer to that question, but I'm going to ask him anyways. <laughs> when we come back, we'll be right back with more uh, with Executive Director from the Texas Alliance for Life, uh, Dr. Joe Poyman, when we come back more with this in just one moment. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your
0: one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Who did God use to get John the Baptist filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Here's your choices. Could it have been Simeon or St. Joseph or maybe an unknown prophet? Maybe Jesus. Who was it? Your answer in a moment. Secondly, so what methods do we see in the New Testament for Christians receiving the Holy Spirit? Well, it was usually through the laying on of hands. Peter and John laid hands on those in Samaria. St. Paul laid hands on those believers in Ephesus. Prior to that, We see Jesus merely breathing on the apostles. So here's your answer. A greeting. Yes, a greeting. You see, after Gabriel's powerful annunciation to the Virgin Mary, a simple, profound greeting from Mary to Elizabeth caused John the Baptist to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as a result, he leaped in her womb. Now, to all my daring Pentecostal church friends, no matter how much you pray in tongues over someone, this method won't work. Why? Because it's not a method. It was the divine team of the Blessed Trinity, Gabriel, Mary, and Elizabeth. And that, my friend, will not happen again. Hey Donnie, when we see Christ on the cross, what do we call that? A crucifix. And who said preach
4: Christ and Him crucified? Same call. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on.
1: And welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host Adrian Fonseca, and praise be to God. It's good to be here with you today. My apologies for my uh, raspiness today. I was at a wedding on Saturday uh, for all the whole day. My my buddy Sean and his newly new wife Tiffany I just got married, and while we were there, and I, the music was so loud, to be able to even speak, to the person next to me, I was like screaming. And now my, my voice is just shot. and didn't even realize how loud it was until you, until you walk out and you're just like, wow, everything's quiet. Uh, but praise be to God. Joining us right now is Dr. Joe Poyman, He's the executive director of the Texas for Alliance for Life. And he's joining us to talk about the issue with mesopristone, if I'm probably not even pronouncing that correctly. But we're talking about that uh, being brought to the Supreme Court. But before we get to the legal question, I had one more question about the uh, actual things that are going on when the women take the drug. And that is what happens to the baby whenever it says many times I was, we were talking about this in March, many times the baby is, 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 is getting rid of into the toilet and then often flushed into our waterways. And I'm like, wait a second, doesn't that get filtered by the city? And then that goes into our tap. And then we, a lot of people drink that water like what exactly is going on there, Mr. Poyman? Are you aware of the effects of that situation?
6: Yes, Adrian, and and again, to just to recap a little bit, that this chemical abortion method is a two-drug method. The first one is mispristone, and that kills the baby. And then a a day or two later, in in her own home, the woman takes a second drug called mifepristol, and that one uh, causes her uterus to contract and the baby comes out, um, the placenta comes out and so forth. Now, this is fairly early in pregnancy, first trimester, but recognizable baby. And that can be really traumatic to the woman. Many women really are traumatized by that. Uh, You may have seen the movie Unplanned uh, about the life of Abby Johnson, and they depict that fairly... Accurately, how that can work. It was a lot of hemorrhaging and pain for a long period of time. So, what happens? Well, typically, the, the baby, uh, sometimes if a, a woman may want to bury that baby's body. Okay. And, and they do that. And uh, that sometimes happens, but it can, a uh, woman may just push everything in the toilet and flush that down. and That goes into the municipal sewer system. And, and frankly, they can uh, handle all kinds of, all kinds of matter. Um, and and the baby, but it is a tremendous, um, not more than an insult, it's just a, um, these are human lives, these are human bodies, and in in our country, you know, um, we treat the bodies of human beings with great respect, and it's just horrendous to think that these children will die unceremoniously, and their bodies are just put in a municipal sewer system. Uh, That's just heartbreaking. A lot of states have passed regulations to um to some some of the more conservative states have passed regulations when abortion was legal that their bodies had to be uh um, had to have humane disposition by cremation or burial texas is one of those states a number of other states did also but in these other states where abortion is just completely legal and uh wide open uh it's just heartbreaking to think that our brothers and sisters are be their bodies one they're being killed uh, unjustly and two their bodies are just being entirely
1: disrespected. That is such a shame. Yeah, absolutely. I had just someone had just reached out and said, um, they heard a story of a man in an apartment building and with issues with his plumbing and a plumber came in and they found parts of an aborted baby in the pipes. And so that was clogging up the pipes, um, having uh, issues there. So very, very concerning. But let's uh, move over to the question of the Supreme court. Uh, The first question on my mind is, okay, how long is this going to last? Are we going to get a decision um, very soon, or is this going to be one of those cases that we're not going to see until five, ten years down the road? Uh, what's the situation there for the the timeline? Well, the Supreme Court is supreme, and they kind
6: of act on their own timelines, so we never really know. Uh, right now, they're having kind of an uh, uh, they have set a deadline, which is Wednesday of this week, and they have asked both sides, the attorneys for the medical organizations, uh, Alliance for um, Hippocratic Medicine and the Biden-Harris administration to file briefs. And then they're going to decide how to proceed. They could agree with the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Um, They're based in New Orleans. That allows some of the restrictions, the safety restrictions, to go back into effect. Um, They could agree with Judge Cosmerich to say that this law, this, this pill is just too unsafe, has been properly tested, and it must be removed from the market, at least for the time being. Uh, But we don't know. Wednesday's a deadline, and they have not announced when they will release an opinion. It's rare that they ever do announce when they're going to release an opinion. I would expect a preliminary opinion within a matter of days or weeks after Wednesday. But this case is going to probably be brewing for the better part of a year Mm. in the federal court system. Now, in those states that are lucky enough to protect unborn babies from abortion, Texas, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, uh, Tennessee, a number of other states. It doesn't affect anything because chemical abortions, surgical abortions, babies are protected from those. They they are not going on. Uh, certainly not legally. But in the other states, it's still it's still a heartbreak for
1: the unborn babies and for the women who are taking these in their own homes. Mm. So then the other question is, what do you think is going to be the result of it? We're very pleased to see. Uh, Roe v. Wade get overturned by this court, Um, but will we see something similar here? Because like you said, this question is more about the issue of the safety of women rather than a pro-life issue. So what are we kind of uh, seeing as the most likely outcome of this case?
6: Well, Adrian, now you're asking me to read tea leaves, okay? (laughs) Let's say we do need to pray for a good outcome, which is that the law, as much as possible, is removed from the market. Uh, Certainly not uh, sent through the mail. Uh, certainly not just given by um, pharmacists and women taking them in their home with no supervision by a physician that's that 's the present situation and that 's horrendous um, we, um, I, we have five justices who did say that there is not a right to abortion in, in the United States Constitution in our history or in our um, in the text of the Constitution and of course that was last June. In the Dobbs decision, with overturn Roe versus Wade, so we have we have five justices there. Um, what they're going to do on this one? It's it's not really a question of whether abortion is in the Constitution. It's just a question of whether the Federal Drug Administration violated the congressional law and their own rules when they uh, hastily, uh, maybe not hastily, but properly, imprudently approved this dangerous drug for for the way it's being used now. So. It's kind of anybody's guess. It's going to be very interesting. Um, you're, you're going to want to
1: be talking about it, I imagine, in weeks to come. Absolutely. And here's another, another point that I was thinking of is if this does get banned, that would be great, and praise be to God. But will the, will the industry, the abortion industry, come up with a new drug that's going to replace it and we're just going to be back to square one? Or is this going to actually prevent a huge swath of abortions? Uh, well, first of all, surgical abortions will continue. Mm. And they
6: are less popular by the abortion doctor because the doctor has to come to the facility and has to actually perform the surgery. And that's time-consuming. does He has to be involved with his hands in the procedure. Um, these pills are, from the doctor's point of view, the abortion doctors, it's much, much more favorable. The second thing is that um, there is another drug. I mentioned that second drug uh, called misopristol. And some are saying that doctors will just use that. Mm. Um, it's basically going to be given on the babies before they're they are killed by this by this drug in question, Mr. Prist- Pristome. And um, that one is much, even much more risky to the mother, much more chance of um, incomplete abortion, is what they call it. Um, much it's it's a, a much more ghastly procedure even than what I described earlier. So you know, yeah, they're going to keep doing it, but um, we need to keep chipping away and uh, fighting for the lives of the babies and fighting for the health and safety of the mothers. You know, we're pro-life, and that means two patients that we're concerned with: the baby and the mother. Um, that that's what the pro-life movement is all about. So, um, it uh, we and at the same time, we need to keep working to pass restrictions. And complete protection in those states that don 't already have them
1: absolutely, and we saw with the uh, the biden Harris administration i mean joe biden our our faithful Catholic uh, president, has come out uh, very much in support of abortion. Um, have they spoken out has the the administration officially come out uh, on this topic yet Oh, absolutely,
6: they are the ones who are doing the appeals from the lower court to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals to the Supreme Court. The Biden and Harris administration are completely devoted to making abortion as legal as possible and as accessible as possible in every state and the District of Columbia. And, Adrian, they want our tax dollars to pay for it. I mean, it's this is like no other administration we've ever seen. Well beyond the Clinton administration, well beyond the Obama administration, this Biden-Harris administration is way over the top and they're doing tremendous damage and lives are lost. Women are harmed as a result mm. of their
1: actions. You know, it's so sad because, you know, back whenever Biden was a uh, was just, was a lowly senator, a lowly statesman, uh, he would come out and he would talk about these kind of issues. And he would always try to play the game of, oh, you know, I'm personally opposed to abortion. But, you know, I'm publicly I'm just not going to take a stance because I don't want to impose my beliefs on other people. Uh, But now he is actively and publicly defending these positions from the highest position uh, really in the world. Uh, Some would say in the United States, but others might argue in the whole world. And it's a very concerning situation that we find ourselves in, uh, in the little time we have left. Texas Alliance for Life. Tell me about the Texas Alliance for Life. How can people get a hold of you and uh, follow what the, these kind of stories and things, things, things like that? Do you, do you report on these stories? Can people find out information by following y'all?
6: Yeah, uh, Adrian. Of course, we're, we're based in Texas and we're at the state's capital. Um, but we are—we um, do track a lot of national stories, and we are welcome anybody to to follow us. We're at TexasAllianceForLife.org. It's easy to sign up, get our emails. You can tra- watch us on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, I think we have a really good perspective on things. I know you've got a, a pretty much a national audience, um, but but uh, le- a lot of people are going to be interested in what we have to say because uh, in many ways Texas has been a leader um, through the efforts of us and, and others and our governor and so forth. And, but um, we also are um, uh, happy to have other people
1: uh, joining in with us. Amen. Amen. So I highly recommend going to Texas Alliance for Life, even if you are not like, I'm not even in Texas. What do I care? Uh, check it out. Texas Alliance for Life. They have a ton of information. And uh, Texas, as uh, Dr. Poynman had just said, is a leader in the pro-life movement. So what happens here? Uh, does affect what's happening elsewhere. So make sure you check it out. Go to texasallianceforlife.org texasallianceforlife.org I'm on their email list so maybe you should be too. I love reading their stories and their news briefs and uh, all the different things that come out from Texas Alliance for Life. So check it out texasallianceforlife.org Thank you Mr. Poitman. We'll have to have you back on when uh, more develops from there. God bless you and God love you. Thank you. And that's going to do it for our first hour. When we come back Quasimodo. Have you know, you know that name? We're going to tell you a little bit about who Quasimodo was and what's up with him. And when we come back more Happy Drive Time.
2: We are a young and diverse generation, helping those in need and promoting human rights. We care for the environment. We embrace authentic witnesses and dream of a better world. Our passion comes from God who loves us even when we fall, and cheers on our victories. If you sometimes wonder, is there something more? Then come and see at catholicscomehome.com.
0: Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Who are the ten most well-known preachers in America? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Here's the list. Copeland, Osteen, Benny Hinn, Joyce Myers, T.D. Jakes, Stephen Furtick, Andy Stanley, Robert Jeffers, Rick Warren, Alistair Begg, John MacArthur. Well, secondly, all these pastors say the same thing on Sunday morning, which is, turn with me in your Bible. Well, then how's the harmony regarding, say, eternal security, disagreement, present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit? Disagreement Relationship of baptism to salvation Disagreement Church government Disagreement Life beginning at conception until natural death Disagreement and eschatology Disagreement So what's going on here? Well, if you are someone who says All I need is the word of God, brother Because the Bible is going to give me everything I need to live out the Jesus life Okay, hope you've already ditched your favorite blogger Your favorite preacher Your favorite podcaster And most of all, your religious Google searches Well, speaking of Google searches I do request one last Google search for you Magisterium
7: I don't know why I turned on my radio, because I've kept my radio off for years. And once I turned it on,
0: I was absolutely hooked. I love the shows with the Catholic apologist. I
4: love the shows with the sort of day-to-day psychologist, Greg and Lisa Popchek. I love hearing not just of other people's problems who call
7: in, but I love getting the Catholic take on how to deal with day-to-day
2: reality. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your
1: radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio
2: for your soul.
8: Hi, I'm Ethan from San Luis Dancington Catholic School. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
1: And welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time Show. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca, and praise be to God, it's good to be here with you today. Happy Sunday to you, or Monday to you, rather. I was thinking about Sunday. I was thinking about yesterday. Happy Monday to you. There you go. It is a good day to be here. So good to be with you today. It's always good to be here on Catholic Radio. You know, I was thinking yesterday about how funny it is that the Sunday is called... Quasimodo Sunday, and you're like, "Oh, what Quasimodo Sunday?" Yeah, Quasimodo Sunday. You know Quasimodo, the guy from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yep. You know where he gets that name from?
3: It's a, it's a, I'm like, it's a truncated Latin word, and I can't remember what exactly the words were, but I'm sure uh, you might be able to help us there.
1: So Quasimodo Sunday. So Frollo, in the book, in the novel, Hunchback of Notre Dame. It came out in 1831 by Victor Hugo, who was the, the same guy who wrote uh, Les Miserables. He, whenever Frollo, the archdeacon, so in the, I think in the movie, he's like a, a bishop or something. But in the, in the book, he is an archdeacon and he finds the abandoned baby in the cathedral on what day? Quasimodo Sunday on Quasimodo ah. Sunday, so he finds the baby on Quasimodo Sunday, and so he names him Quasimodo. Which, coincidentally, which I say coincidentally, but it's actually not a coincidence because Victor Hugo was well aware of Quasimodo Sunday. He did this on purpose. This is all done purposefully uh, as a writer. It's not like it was a true story, and so he, uh, it's a he made this story up. So it's all it's all planned. But he's here uh, citing First Peter two two and Psalm eighty verse two, which is just said on the Sunday after Easter, and so this is whenever he finds Quasimodo, and the name. So the the introit. So at the beginning of mass, so as the as the procession comes in, at the beginning of mass, this is why it's called Quasimodo Sunday. the The choir will sing, Quasimodo Geniti Infantis Alleluia. Razzinabile sine lac conspexiesti. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Exaltate deu agitori, nostra jubilate deo Jacob. And uh, it translates in English to, as newborn babes, alleluia, desire the rational milk without guile. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Rejoice to God, our helper, sing aloud to the God of Jacob. Now, this is the intro, and now you'll notice what is being sung about. It's being sung about praise for the newborn babes because it was traditional for on Quasimodo Sunday would be the day that the, uh, the babies finally get to take off their white garments. Because they would put on white garments on their baptismal day, which if you were born really close to Easter and there was no danger of death, then it was traditional for you to delay your baptism until Easter day. And then you get baptized then. So you get baptized ASAP unless you're born within a few days of Easter, and in which case they're like, okay, well we can, as long as you're not in danger of death, we'll wait until Easter Day because it's more fitting. And they'd put on the white garments, and they would take the garments off after Quasimodo Sunday. So you'd have to, they would wear the white garments for a week. Uh, very very cool little yeah. tradition there. And then, so you think of this, you know, the, Frollo, the Archdeacon Frollo finds this newborn babe. Names them Quasimodo. But then also, on top of all this, the word Quasimodo has two different meanings. Because we see here, the word here is saying as newborn babes. Alleluia. But here, Quasimodo is referring to like. Because the word quasi means like. And so you're saying like a newborn babe. And the uh, motto is like uh, the fashioned. Like you were fashioned that way. And so the translation here would be like the way that newborn infants do. And they say, so it's kind of like that. However, there can be another translation of Quasimodo. And the other translation is like made or similar made or as most fitting for the Hunchback of Notre Dame, half made. And so because he is is distorted, his body is distorted, he is half made. And so then he is Quasimodo. He is half made. So it's a very uh, kind of a double entendre there and that's kind of a, a pun.
3: Play on words. That's Victor Hugo is a genius. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah.
1: Very interesting. So fun facts. This is a thing, something I found out yesterday because I was like, you know, that's very interesting. I didn't, I didn't know so much about it. And uh, Father Zulsdorf actually put an article about Quasimodo Sunday. And he says, uh, we have been celebrating the resurrection of the Lord for the period of the octave. We've stopped the liturgical clock so that we can rest in the mystery, so that we can contemplate it from different angles, especially in the office and in the mass formulas each day. We pass through the preparatory seasons of Lent, Passion Tide, and the Sacred Triduum to enter into the weeks of Easter joy. At the end of the octave in the ancient Roman church, the newly baptized would remove their white baptismal gowns, which would be deposited at the cathedral. Thus, the Saturday of the octave is called in Albiis, which is taken off the Alps, or in the Alps, and in the Sunday, which is technically outside the octave in the beginning of the Easter season, so we're out of the octave and into the season, is in Albiis depositis, so the depositing of the Alps. Hitherto, they were known as the infantes, the infants in the faith. So even if they weren't babies, They were infants in the faith or newly born in the faith because in baptism, as we talked about the gospel at the beginning of the the show today, the the baptism, you are born again. And so you are an infante. You are an infant. In fact, the first chant of Sunday's mass in introit is from 1 Peter 2 2 through 2 and 3 in the Vitus Latina version that predates the Vulgate of St. Jerome. In the translation, it says the here's he the other translation so put away all malice and all guile and insecurity and envy and all slander like newborn babes long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up to salvation for you have tasted the kindness of the lord and the important thing here is that we're like newborn babes why because our lord said we have to be quasimodo Geniti infantes. We have to be like the new babes. We have to be like a child, have faith like a child, unless we not enter into the kingdom of God. So a very, very interesting thing to meditate upon, especially uh, after yesterday, the Quasimodo Sunday, a very beautiful, beautiful tradition
3: uh, being to something to meditate upon, absolutely. It's, Adrian, is Quasimodo is that listed as the name of of uh, the Sunday in the traditional calendar? So it's
1: actually not technically the name; it's like a nickname.
3: Okay, because there's yeah. four different names for this past Sunday.
1: Yeah, so they it's there's uh, the a lot of these names are because um, so for instance, technically speaking, it's just. Uh, it's just Sunday after after Easter, the first Sunday after Easter. Gotcha. But the uh, they kind of have nicknames, and t- things tend to be named. Kind of like how, how prayers are named after the first two words of the prayer, typically. Like the Our Father begins Our Father. The Hail Mary begins Hail Mary. So all these different things. Salve Regina ah, begins Hail be- Holy Queen, which in Latin a is lot lot Salve sense. Regina. Yeah. That's typically the practice of the church. And so the, here... The the nickname for the Sunday was Quasimodo Sunday because the intro begins Quasimodo.
3: I, I like that name so much. It's I know a fun the, word. It is. I know the now for the sake of trivia, uh, the other names are White Sunday, Bright Sunday, and last week Friday or Thursday, I remember you mentioning because it comes the day the, the Sunday after Easter Sunday. You you called it uh, Low Sunday. Low Sunday.
1: Yeah. So. Because it's a, it's a low in comparison to the high. High, yeah. Uh, wit Sunday. I, I think it's a uh, Wit Sunday.
3: Yeah, Wit is Sunday. Yeah. In, in, you're right. You're right.
1: I think that's a, that's a very English, English it is. tradition. And
3: in fact, that's what they do it in the ordinary. Ah,
1: okay. See, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense.
3: That's why I was so confused because I, I knew it was a uh, low Sunday. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute. It's Wit Sunday. For some reason, I'm saying white today, but it's Wit. And today you introduced us to Quasimodo, and then all of a sudden I had to go online and said, I'm confused. There's four different names for this thing. Yeah. I don't know why it's called Wit Sunday, though. But Because of what you j- mentioned about the the baptism.
1: Oh, really? So what is the word? Do you know what the word wit means? Yeah, it's short for white. Oh, because oh, the like white ma- garments. Correct. Correct. Ah. Yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yes. I see. There you go. So wit sunday which i guess uh, was probably like middle english
3: for for white yeah i i believe i you know what i don't know but that makes a lot of sense man do i love our faith is so full of richness and 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 uh, tangentially to what you said prior when you went to that tea ceremony before the wedding it is beautiful how the many different cultures can incorporate their customs so long as it's not uh adoring a pagan god or a goddess that uh, it's elevated even to a special place because it's, it's associated with the sacrament of, of marriage. So it is just so beautiful and enriching our, our Catholic faith and how much it can encompass so many different cultures, i.e. universal.
1: So the Merriam-Webster says that the etymology of Sunday is derived from the Middle English uh, wit, Sunday, from Old English Huita Sundag, with literally meaning... White Sunday, probably from the custom of wearing white robes by those newly baptized at this season. Good there you one. go. There Good you catch. Go. Yeah. So you're exactly right. There you go. And the uh, and like you were saying about my, my buddy's tea ceremony, you know, it was really interesting because you mentioned like authentically bringing in uh, elements of other cultures, right? Yep. And I actually, it was really beautiful because... They, they go in and they kind of have this ceremony, which I'm assuming probably comes from the pagan practice of uh, ancestor worship. Mm-hmm. And so they have the pictures of their, of their grandparents um, and, their, and their ancestors, and they go over and they light incense in front of the ancestors, right? Yeah. And you're immediately, that's like, okay, that's ancestor worship, that's bad. But then instead of, uh, of worshiping in the pagan sense of the ancestors, they go and they pray and they offer prayers of uh, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and then they offer a a prayer that I I don't know because it was in Vietnamese, and so I don't know what it was, uh, but they offer these prayers to their departed loved ones who they pray are in heaven. And so I think that's that's a very beautiful thing, um, kind of that kind of relationship. And I realized, you know, it's kind of interesting that in other cultures, in other, in kind of a pagan culture, there's already this idea of ancestor worship and that's pretty much relevant in, in most pagan cultures, this idea of answers to worship. And so whenever the Catholic faith comes in and brings in the, the cultists of the saints, the devotion to the saints in heaven, it kind of um, sacralizes or puts these things in the right context. Yes. And so then you can actually still have this cultist to the deceased family without it being pagan. Whereas in the secular world where they have no supernatural belief whatsoever and they believe that after you die, you become worm food, like <laughs> that just becomes a very kind of depressing idea. And you what, you, what do you have to work with? Whenever we evangelize the pagans, it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, you're right about we should give proper honor to our deceased loved ones. In fact, you can pray to them. In fact, you can communicate with them. And obviously you don't get a soothsayer or somebody to summon the dead, but you can pray to your deceased loved ones and you assuming that they are in heaven, uh, praying for them, especially asking them to pray for you should they be in heaven. And these things are perfectly compatible with the faith. And so it just needs to be corrected. It doesn't need to be rejected. It needs to be corrected. Um, and a lot of these are the same with the secular world. It's like you're building up from scratch. Like they don't, they don't have anything. It's very very fascinating to me, and it's a very beautiful ceremony. I'm like, oh man, I need to like do some research into like ancient Mexican traditions. But I guess Mexican traditions aren't can't be that ancient. We only got came to Mexico in the what 1400s. Yeah. So the uh, not as ancient, but um, very curious. Maybe some Spanish traditions. I'm very curious. That's the question of the day. Leave a comment if you're watching online or if you're on the radio. Hop onto our social media streams and leave a comment. And let me know, uh, what are some interesting cultural wedding traditions that you have in, in your culture? Um, and if anybody knows any Mexican or Spanish traditions that are particularly awesome, uh let me know. Let me know. I'm very curious. I'd love to have that conversation during the after show, which is at 30 past the hour. But right now, we're going to go into our game show, Fear and Trembling. So... If you'd like like to be a part of that and win our prize for this week, you can hop on 877-757-9424. That number 877-757-9424. Here's a pro tip. You can go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT and get all the information for the game show. Our phone number is listed there. Plus, you have a link to our social media streams on there as well. One more time, 877-757-9424. We'll be right back with the Fear and Trembling Game Show after this.
4: Listening to Catholic Radio and getting excited about learning about your Catholic faith can be, well... Infectious.
5: I converted uh, in my 20s to uh, Protestant, and uh, this is the first time I've heard Catholic radio. I've been listening to it for a couple hours driving. First time I've ever heard Catholics actually excited about what they believe. I'm going to tell you what, this has been uh, one of the greatest two hours that I've had in a while.
4: And a special thank you to our donors for keeping Catholic radio on the air.
5: Thank you, and may God bless you. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, you've got to believe in yourself? G.K. Chesterton says, the people who believe in themselves are all in lunatic asylums. You have to believe in something outside yourself. You have to believe that there is a greater reality than the one inside your head. If the only thing you believe in is yourself, your world will become very small, about the size of a padded cell. We live in a world that rejects the worship of the one true God and has substituted something called the God Within. But as Chesterton says, if Jones is told to worship the God Within, it ultimately means that Jones shall worship Jones. And that's not going to work. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Donnie, what are the four Gospels in the
4: New Testament?
2: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John.
4: And who baptized Jesus?
3: St. John the Baptist.
4: As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on.
1: Eight seven seven, seven, five seven, nine, four, two, four, eight, seven, 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 five, seven, nine, four, two, four, that's the number to call to be part of our game show, fear and trembling where we give out prizes, and you could win that number eight seven, 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 five, seven, nine, four, two, four, Call now, and you could be the contestant because we always take our first callers, so dial that number eight, seven, seven. You may be asking, what am I, what did I just get myself into? What am I listening to? Well, you're listening to the Fear and Trembling Game Show, where we give out prizes and we ask Catholic trivia questions. How does the game work? We don't ask you the questions, so you don't even need to know the answers. It's a very easy game. I guarantee you, you're going to get at least Two out of three, right? I'm going to ask Tito three Catholic trivia questions, and he's going to give me an answer. It's going to be your job to determine whether or not the answer that Tito gives is right or if he gives the answer wrong. So it's true and false. That means a 50-50 chance of getting each and every question correct. So that means you get a chance to win our prize because every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Uh, Tito, what could they win?
3: They could win the Fear and Trembling Prize for this week is the CDT Prize Pack with a book on Fulton Sheen by Alan Smith. What's the name of that book, you may ask? It's Bishop Sheen Today by Alan Smith. And you can only win if you participate. So call now at 877-757-9424. The book is published... it's Bishop Sheen today. The book is uh, not by Alan Smith. It's
1: a it's a Fulton Sheen book published by Alan Smith with Bishop Sheen today. Thank you, Adrian. So they are uh, Fulton Sheen's books, and they are published by Alan Smith. He made an anthology of the collection of different works of Fulton Sheen, and he published them together. So we're giving out that Bishop Sheen today. Thank you for sponsoring uh, this week's. Show, Uh, But that number I'm looking over to my left and I was seeing on the call line that there is no callers on the line, which means that if you dial 877-757-9424, you could be the winner of the uh, of today. You could be our our contestant. That number 877-757-9424. Tito Edwards is waiting for your call. And we'll take the first caller, as is our custom. That number, 877-757-9424. We just had a flood of callers come in. And uh, if you don't get on today, make sure that you stay on and you uh, make sure you write down that number. That number, 877-757-9424. Hang on hold. And uh, you can always come on early as early as a seven o'clock hour and hang on hold. And once we get to the game show, if you're still on the line, then we always take the first caller. So here's a pro tip for you. If you go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT, then you will be able to find all the information there and be able to put our number on speed dial. So you can call us in and be the first contestant, but thank you to everyone who called in. We just filled up the entirety of our phone lines. So good morning to you. Molina. Good morning. Good
0: morning. Good morning.
1: Molina, where are you calling from?
4: From San Antonio.
1: From San Antonio, Texas. We really have a San Antonio supremacy when it comes to our, our callers. We love the San Antonio area. They're always uh, representing. Uh, good morning to you, Molina. Where are you off to this morning?
4: I'm off to take the kids to school.
1: Ah, oh, praise be to God. Praise be to God. And uh, the, what, what parish do you go to in San Antonio? Saint Elizabeth and Seton. Saint Elizabeth and
2: Seton.
1: Actually, on my way after this. Oh, nice! Praise be to God. Get that uh, early morning mass in.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Well, will pray for us when you when you go to mass this morning, uh, but we definitely be praying for you. How was your Easter uh, octave? Did you uh, celebrate with the kids? Yes, we went to mass yesterday, and um, it's
2: beautiful as always.
1: Amen, amen. Well, Molina, are you familiar with how the game works? Yes, I am. Perfect, perfect. Then you know Tito can be a little tricky sometimes. Sometimes he can be tricky, uh, but you're yes. a pro, so you'll be able to. And you, plus, you have a backup in the car, so I'm sure y'all yes, be able to right. get that. We have a we have that's a series right. of theologians in the car with you, so we're gonna, we're assuming that we're gonna get three for three today but let's begin with question number one are you ready molina
2: yes i'm ready
1: let's do it then let's do it uh first question for you all right what do we call a cardinal who has good chances of being elected the pope
3: a cardinal who has good chances to be elected pope ah being in the news i know this it's papa bile Papa Bile. Yes, papa bile. Like Papa B-I-L-E. Yep.
1: Interesting. Okay. I've never heard of this word. Papa Bile. I was gonna say uh, they were uh, I don't know, popable or something like that. Papal worthy. But papal worthy. But, paper-worthy. <laughs> but uh, I'm papabile, very interesting. All right, Melina. Perhaps you've heard this word before. Perhaps you have not. Uh, but here is the question. What do we call a cardinal who has good chances of being elected the Pope? 15 seconds on the clock. Tito says it's Papa Bile. Uh, what say you, Melina? Is, is he tricking you? Is he telling you the truth? 15 seconds o'clock. What say you? Papa Bile.
0: Um, yes, he's right.
1: She's going to go with Yes. Nailed it. Praise be to God, Molina. Congratulations. <laughs> Did you know that? Did you already know that answer? Uh,
4: I didn't. I just, its it sounded right. Um, so I just went for it.
1: Yeah, well, I had never heard of it. And Tito was telling me, he was like, yeah, this is a very common word. They put it in the news all the time. Every time a, a new pope was being elected, everyone uses it. And I'm like, what? How would I have never heard of this word? <laughs> so I, I learned well, a new word today.
2: Sometimes we just need to let the Holy Spirit lead us. There you go. He got us
1: there. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You nailed it. Are you ready for question number two? Yes. Then let's do it. Question number two. All right. What is the first miracle performed by Jesus?
3: Of of all the Bible Bible passages, this is common, and I'm sure it came across your mind because of the wedding you attended. He turned water into wine. He, he turned... turned
1: water into wine. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. I, would have, I would have guessed something like, I don't know, maybe uh, got some, uh, when he was a baby, grabbed some clay and turned it into a bird and then and made it turn alive. Something like that. I don't know. But huh. you're, saying, you're saying wedding a cana, though. Yes. Okay. That sounds apocryphal. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Melina. Uh, 15 seconds of the clock. The question is, what is the first miracle performed by Jesus? Uh, Tito is saying he turned the water into wine at the wedding of Cana. 15 seconds of the clock. Melina from San Antonio, Texas. What say you? Is Tito right or is he wrong?
8: He is right.
1: He is right, she says. Way to go, Melina. Could not trick you. Goes for trick two. You. You're, uh, you're two for two so far. Your kids in the background are, are like, man, I didn't know my mom was a theologian. That's, that's crazy. They're so quiet. They don't, they
3: don't even want to cheer
1: for me. <laughs> They, they, should, uh, they, need to be, uh, they need to be your biggest cheerleaders. That's, that's why you have yeah. kids, right? They, to be your biggest cheerleaders. That's right. Exactly. That's right. But way to go. Yeah, there's actually an a apocryphal story from the Proto-Evangelium of James. It's a Gnostic gospel, and it says that Jesus, uh, as a baby, made clay birds, and he breathed life into them, turned them into, into real birds. Um, but that's an apocryphal story, not in the Gospels, but a uh, fun little fact there.
3: Very fun. But,
1: wow. Are you ready for question number three, Melina? Yes. Then let's do it. Question numero tres. Trace. Yes, that's in Zimbabwean for uh, three.
3: Zimbabwe. <laughs> yes. The question
1: on the board, the solemn prayer of Thanksgiving right before the Sanctus. So, you know, at Mass, you go song two, song two, song two. The prayer right before that, that's a prayer of thanksgiving, what is that called?
3: Ah, uh, I am embarrassed. I should know this. I'm an instituted acolyte. I'm gonna, a solemn thanksgiving prayer is what I'm gonna call oh, it.
1: Solemn thanksgiving prayer. Yeah. I do like solemn things. This is true. This is accurate. Very pious. Okay. All right. Well, Melina, the question on the board. The solemn prayer of Thanksgiving right before the Sanctus is called what? 15 seconds on the clock. Tito says that it's the solemn Thanksgiving prayer. Uh, well, Melina, what say you? Is he right? Is he wrong? Melina from Elizabeth Anceton in San Antonio, Texas. Well, what say you? Is he right? Is he wrong? Is he trying to trick you?
0: I'm going to say he's wrong.
1: She's going to say you're wrong. Correct! Way to go, Melina! <laughs> wow! Do you know what the correct answer is, Melina? Uh, no, I
0: don't.
1: Okay, the correct answer is the preface. The preface. The preface. So, yes,
5: me... I've heard of
1: that. There you go. There you go. So the preface is said right before the song to... So now you know when you go to Mass uh, later today, uh, you'll be able to see, you'll be like, okay, that... oh, that's what he's on with The preface, Yes! Yes, I know I it. Remember now. And now yes. you know. And now you know. Well, congratulations, Melina. You got three for so three. Nailed it. Uh, the kids, I can hear them uh, internally cheering. I hear them, uh, the yes. interior of their hearts. They're like, "Oh yeah, go, mom. You rock. Uh, my mom's so smart." Yes, definitely. <laughs> they're gonna go to. They're gonna go to school and be like, "Huh, my mom, a Catholic trivia champion." I, I just know it. I know it for sure.
3: Smarter yes. than your mom. Yeah,
1: well, way to go, right. Melina. You rock. Stay on the line. We're going to go to, okay. uh, we're gonna, that's going to do it for our, our show today. But stay on the line. Tito's going to get your contact information so that way we can contact you should you be the winner uh, this week. So stay on the line. But God bless you and happy Easter season to you.
4: Thank you. God bless you
5: too. Have a beautiful
1: day. You as well. You as well. And that's going to do it for today. We're going to go into our after show. You can join us. Hop onto our social media streams, YouTube, Facebook, Odyssey, Rumble, and we'd love to chat with you. I'm curious, uh, what kind of marriage traditions do you have, and what kind of, uh, how was your wedding, what was your wedding like? I'd love to hear it in the after show. So hop onto us, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, Facebook. Just look up Catholic Drive Time. But if not, we'll see you back 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, across the Guadalupe Radio Network, and we'll see you then. God bless you. God love you. And remember...
7: to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi. Today we celebrate Monday of the second week of Easter. We offer this holy sacrifice of the Mass for all of our online viewers and all those listening at our Guadalupe Radio
8: Network. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Sons of men and angels say, "Hallelujah!" Raise your choice and triumphs high, Hallelujah! Sing, ye heavens and earth, reply, Hallelujah! In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy
7: Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries I Confess to Almighty God and to you my brothers and sisters That I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words in what I have done and what I have failed to do Through my fault through my fault
8: Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we who have been renewed by Paschal remedies, transcending the likeness of our earthly parentage, may be transformed in the image of our heavenly Maker.
2: reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After the release Peter and John went back to their own people and reported what the chief priests and elders had told them and when they heard it they raised their voices to God with one accord and said Sovereign Lord make of heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them you said by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of our father David, your servant. Why did the Gentiles rage, and the peoples entertain folly? The king of the earth took their stand, and the princes gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. Indeed, they gathered in this city against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. Herod and Pontius Pilate, together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel to do what your hand and your will had long ago planned to take place. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and enable your servant to speak your word with all the boldness as you stretch forth your hands to heal and sing, and wonders there are done. Through the name of your holy servant, Jesus, as they prayed the place where they were gathered, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. The word of the Lord. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord. Why do the nations rage and the people utter folly? The king of the earth rises up and the prince, the prince conspires together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us break their fetter, fetters and cast their bonds from us. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord. He who, eat, he who is throned and heaven love. The Lord derides them. Then in anger he speaks to them. He terrifies them in his wrath. I myself have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord. The Lord said to me, you are my son. This is the day I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for an inheritance and the end of the earth for your possession. You shall rule them with the iron rod. You shall shatter them like an earthen dish. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord.
8: Alleluia. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. If then you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Alleluia Alleluia Alleluia
7: The Lord be with you a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews He came to Jesus at night and said to him rabbi We know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you are doing unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless one is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man once grown old be born again? Surely he cannot re-enter his mother's womb and be born again, can he? Jesus answered, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it wills, and you can hear the sound it makes but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. I remember when I was a kid reading this and thinking exactly what Jesus' conclusion at this conversation was. Like, wait, you're you're a teacher in Israel and still you don't know this? Like, being born again seems like a rather simple thing. But the fact is, like, our flesh is really loud and arrogant, and it resists grace. Our, our carnality, our, our, the old man, if you will, the, the part of us that doesn't want to be risen, that doesn't want peace, that does not want light, there's a part of us that's very strong that resists God. And that's why when Peter and John in the first reading are praying with boldness, and I love this, they're making the, the, the place shake, the place where they gathered shook, and they continue to speak the word of God with boldness. Part of the boldness you need is to pray for your own sanctification. Pray that you live in the risen Lord. There's a, there's a deep resistance your body has to the resurrection graces. And you have to really pray with boldness and you know, embrace the impossible version of you that is canonizable on your death. And just think about saying that. That the person that lives every moment in the holy mercy of God Yesterday, we celebrated the feast day of divine mercy, and the divine mercy is full of boldness. Holy boldness, my grandma used to call it. And what it is, is it's like this: the Saint Faustina praying for the salvation of the whole world. Every time we come to Mass, we encounter the risen Christ who invites us to pray for in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. That's what every Mass we celebrate is for. But it's praying with victory. You know, you're not praying like, well, I ho- hope this works. I hope this kind of sticks. You know, you're, you're praying and embracing the eventuality of what you're asking for at the same time. You're, you're allowing yourself to be open to failure, to be open to... To uh, mistake, and it's very vulnerable to pray victoriously. It's not an easy thing to do. It means that you, as soon as you step into the ring, that's when you can fall. But God is victorious. It's His victory that we're entering into. One image that I think of is I always think of that one guy, that man that was in danger of going, of losing eternal salvation, and the angel of the Lord appeared to Saint Faustina and said, "Pray for his salvation." And she said, okay, she prayed the chaplet of divine mercy, and God's like, okay, I'll save him, because you asked. It was just a simple prayer. Like, she said, I'm going to offer the the blood of the lamb. I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in atonement for his sins. And poof, the angel was like, well, you, you asked for his salvation, and therefore God granted it. It's praying like that, having that kind of belief that God will do what we, in fact, ask him. So, my brothers and sisters in Christ, let us have that holy boldness, a person who embodies that most perfectly was the Blessed Mother. Mary, Mother of Mercy, comes to us in Easter as the woman clothed with her son, the woman of victory, that we can really lean into that victory over the world of flesh, the devil, sin, and death, and ask God for the graces to truly become holy as God is holy. Let us bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church, that it may shine forth in the holiness of Jesus Christ, winning the victories over the world, the flesh, the devil, sin, and death. For this we pray to the Lord. We pray for our Holy Father, O bishops and priests, that they may be holy as Jesus is holy. For this we pray to the Lord. We pray for government leaders that they may not oppose the Spirit of God. We pray for an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord. We pray for the sick, the suffering, the poor, those who do not know God, and that we may respond to every invitation of the Holy Spirit to preach the truth in love and be the very kindness of Christ in this world. For this, we pray to the Lord. We pray for all of our beloved dead, that God may bring them to his eternal glory. We pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask you to hear us, for we make these and all our petitions, in the holy name of Jesus Christ, and through the powerful intercession of our Mother Mary, as we pray together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
8: Reina del cielo, alegrate. Allégrate, O oh Maria, Reina del Cielo, Allégrate, Alleluia, Allégrate, O oh Maria, Allégrate, O oh Maria, Jesus ressuscitou. Rena del cielo allégrate allégrate o oh Maria Rena del cielo allégrate alleluia allégrate o oh Maria allégrate o oh Maria Jesus resuscito.
7: Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father.
8: Look with kindness upon your people, O Lord. Receive these offerings of your exultant church, and as you have given her cause for such great gladness, grant also that these gifts we bring may bear fruit in perpetual happiness. at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this time above all to laud you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed, through him the children of light rise to eternal life, and the house of the heavenly kingdom are thrown open to the faithful, for his death is our ransom from death, and in his rising the life of all has arisen. Therefore overcome with paschal joy Every land, every people exalts in your praise And even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts Sing together the unending hymn Of your glory as they acclaim Sanctus, Sanctus Sanctus Dominus Deus Abbaus Plenis sunt liet terra Gloria tuba, O Sanna in excelsis, Benedictus qui venit in nomine domini, O in excelsis.
7: You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Granted, we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect especially with the most blessed virgin mary mother of god blessed joseph her spouse with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help may this sacrifice of our reconciliation we pray o lord advance the peace and salvation of all the world be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant francis our pope michael our bishop The order of bishops all the clergy and the entire people you have gained for your own listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you summon before you in your compassionate merciful father gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world to our departed brothers and sisters and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life give kind admittance to your kingdom there we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through christ our lord through whom we bestow on the world all that is good.
8: Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Preceptis salutare bus at divin institution formati, audemus dicere, pater noster, qui es in ce sanctificetur sanctifice no adveniat regnum tuum, viat voluntas tua, sicut in ce et in terra. PANEM NOSTRUM hanum DA NOBIS ODIE ET EMITEN NOBIS debita NOSTRA SICUT HET NOS TIMITIMUS DABIT ORIBUS NOSTRIS ET NENOS IN DUCAS libera nos LIBERANOS AMAHALO
7: Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days. in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with
8: you always. Agnus Dei quittolis peccatum undi miserere nobis. Agnus Dei no
7: Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the Supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Body of Christ, keep me safe to eternal life.
8: Blood of Christ keep safe to eternal life.
7: Jesus stood in the midst of his disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. Alleluia.
8: Father, we adore you. Lay our lives before you. How we love you. Jesus, we adore you. Lay our lives before you. for you, how we love you. Let us pray. Look with kindness upon your people, O Lord, and grant, we pray, that those who were pleased to renew by eternal mysteries may attain in their flesh the incorruptible glory of the resurrection through Christ our Lord.
7: The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.
8: The prayer to Saint Michael.
7: St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen.
3: Thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Celebrating 2,000 years of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.
3: Hi, I'm Denise Majeski from Epiphany of the Lord in Katy. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.